This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Gone, but uh, we'll continue to take your phone calls at 1-800-919-ESPN. But I did want to touch on some baseball stuff because I don't, I, I mean, maybe I missed it, but I don't feel like these comments from Brian Cashman got nearly the play that they deserve. And we got, what, three days before uh, pitchers and catchers report down to Tampa for the Yankees, 47 days until opening day. And uh, in case you don't know uh, what I'm talking about, Brian Cashman went on the uh, score, I think, in Chicago and uh, was talking about how fans reacted to this past season for the Yankees, getting swept away uh, again by the Astros and uh, failing to get past the Houston Astros despite trying for every year since 2017. And I guess he was talking about a conversation that he was having with Omar Minaya, who is now part of the Yankee front office, and he said, quote, truth is, excuse me, truth was, in the end, we were four games short of a World Series appearance. But it felt like the way our fan base reacted and the press that we got knocked out in the first round. So you really can't remember sometimes reality versus per- the perception. And the perception was we didn't do well. The reality was we had a hell of a run. A hell of a run at it. Excuse me, I had to change pages there. Uh, a hell of a run at it, but fell short. But that's just the New York market. We had a hell of a run at it. Had a hell. Yankee fans. Why does it bother you that you lost to the Astros again? You had a hell of a run. Come on. How could you be disappointed by that? Losing to the same team year after year that just hands you your lunch and the gap is widening? Why would that bother you? You should be happy. We beat the Guardians. We didn't get knocked out in the first round. I don't know, man. I feel like that's worthy of a celebration to beat the Guardians, a team that has basically the payroll of of Giancarlo Stanton. Maybe we hang a banner. Hell of a run, 2022. 2022, we gave it a shot. Went down swinging, 2022. We, we fought like hell. Well, not really, but we'll say that anyway. Pop the champagne. We had a hell of a run. Let's just go through those comments, can we please, for a second? Because there's a couple of things. We fell four games short of a World Series appearance. Who the hell wants a World Series appearance? No, the goal is not to make an appearance in the World Series Newsflash, that will also be considered a failure. The Yankees are supposed to be about winning World Series, not just about getting there. And I'll tell you, the reaction would still be pretty much the same. Now, if you got past the Astros, at least, oh, thank God, we finally did that. But that's not the ultimate goal, to get past the Astros. That doesn't justify anything, just simply getting past the Astros. The goal is to win the World Series. Since 2017, when you got to within one game of the World Series, nobody was saying, well, you know, if we just got to the World Series that year, poof, that would have really been it. That that was the ultimate goal. No, the goal is to win the World Series. So saying you were four, and you really were four games short because you didn't come close to winning any of those four games. But it felt like the way our fan base reacted in the press. So basically anybody who's not involved in the organization, everyone in the organization feels like everything's going swimmingly. But anybody outside the organization, they, they're very, very critical. They reacted like we got knocked out in the first round. Well, it wasn't that far away from getting knocked out in the first round. You had to go to game five against the Guardians. Didn't they have the tying run at the plate in game five? I'm pretty sure they did. 
You, you, you barely scraped by then. And then you couldn't be any more outclassed in the next round. Hell of a run. You barely scored a run. You got swept by the team you've been trying to get past for the last five years. I'm sorry. In no um, version of the term does that qualify as a hell of a run. It wasn't even a walk. And again, it wasn't like you, oh, we got knocked out in the first round. You almost did get knocked out in the first round. It's not really all that different. If you need five games to get through the first round and then the next round, you look like you don't even belong on the same field as the next team, yeah, that's going to feel like you got knocked out in the first round. You got embarrassed. The Yankees got embarrassed by the Astros. There's no other way to look at it. You got their doors blown off. You were closer to beating the Astros when they were cheating. Everything you have done the last five years, the gap has only widened. In six years, you've lost to the Astros three times. Two other times, you lost to the Red Sox. There's no other word to describe that. That's embarrassing. Last year, you got embarrassed. You almost got no hit in one game. Game two, you're complaining about the roof being open. You're complaining about uh, exit velocity of home runs. Embarrassed. And then you get to the offseason and another offseason where the GM embarrasses himself with the comments. Hell of a run. You did not have a hell of a run. You stumbled down the stretch of the season and almost blew the largest lead in the history of the franchise for the division. Remember last year, last offseason, he was trying to tell us, oh, you know, our our World Series drought, really, it doesn't go back to 2009. It goes back to 2017 because the Astros were cheating. I mean, excuses, excuses. If he actually thinks that the Yankees were close to beating the Astros, that that tells you all you need to know about how much you can trust the judgment of the GM because they were nowhere close. And there's been more than a few examples about his judgment being off, the organizational judgment being off. Because maybe they would have had a better chance of beating the Astros last year or any year, especially last year, if Brian Cashman did not have as horrendous of a year as he had last year. I mean, maybe the worst trade he's ever made in the Josh Donaldson and IKF deal. But their judgment is, well, no, no, but you see, Donaldson, uh, he's good. He was a gold glove third baseman. Well, he didn't win the award. He didn't finish in the top three. And it's not like that's an all of base. I mean, so he's like top five. And in the process, you gave up a better player who makes, what, one-third the money, one-fourth the money? I'm not sure. But significantly less. Their judgment is also the one that all season, their judgment was, well, you know, IKF's defense is top-notch. He's one of the top defensive shortstops in the game when everyone knew it was not. All the trades they made at the trade deadline and all the moves they made before that to, um, to, to supplement the team. And it seemed like every single guy got hurt. Now, look, that's part of bad luck, but that's part of it. Yeah, bad luck sometimes happens. And the Frankie Montas trade was another flop. And then roll it into this year. On, on, on opening day, Aaron Hicks will be the opening. Uh, you know what? Don LaGreca, back in the day, like back before the Michael K show, when he, he, I don't remember what Don was doing at that time, but he was hosting shows. 
and one of the guests, I, I don't know if he's told, I, he probably hasn't told the story recently, but at one point, very early on in the station, he interviewed uh, Frank Layden, the longtime, uh, I, I don't know if he was team president of the GM of the Utah Jazz. And he asked him, would you rather make the playoffs every year for 20 years but never win a title, or would you rather, you know, miss the playoffs every once in a while but at least win one championship in that 20-year span? And he did not hesitate. He said, give me the playoffs every single year. And you know what? That kind of worked. In Utah, maybe that works. Maybe people don't care about that. But it seems like the Yankees are now running themselves like the Utah Jazz. Like I always say don't judge people by their words. Judge them by their actions. But the Yankees, you can judge them by their words too because – those comments tell you they look at last year. Last year was a success. Yeah, sure, you know. You got knocked out by the Astros again. You got embarrassed. It wasn't like it was a close series. It was never close. You got destroyed by them in every phase of the game. But their goal is to, it's pretty clear. It's to make the playoffs every single year. And what happens from there is a crapshoot. It's so unpredictable. I don't know. It seems like it's pretty predictable now. I don't know. It feels like it's pretty predictable. And I'm sorry, the only person, the only people that would uh, look at those comments and say that they're not criticizing Yankee fans or being critical of Yankee fans have to work for the organization. I'm sorry. He's clearly saying Yankee fans are selfish by expecting all these championships. I, I don't know. It's the Yankees. So it tells you they look at last year was a success. Doesn't matter you lost the Astros. Doesn't matter you get, you get swept again. So the idea that the Yankees are somehow different, maybe there was a time, that time is no longer. The chase for 28 or whatever they want to tell you, championship or bust, that is a marketing slogan. It is not real. It's like any other commercial. Red Bull does not give you wings. Cocoa Puffs are not part of a balanced breakfast. And the Yankees are not championship or bust. They are satisfied to make the playoffs. And if they win one, hey, great. They're not going to turn it down. But there's no pressure. There's no... Uh, there's no downside. Eh, you know what? We'll get them next year. We'll get them next year. Chances are one of these years, they won't get them that, that year either. You haven't gotten them so far, and it's getting further away. And you'd have to say, with spring training around a, around a corner, the window is closing. It's, I mean, you take a look at the Yankees. They're an old team, and they're getting older by the day. So, yeah, they'll, they'll tout you about Peraza and they'll tout you about Anthony Volpe. He's coming. But the, the window is certainly seems like it's closing and it's, it's going to close quicker because at the end of the day, it's just about, hey, let's make the playoffs. And then whatever happens from there, it's kind of gravy. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get your phone calls on Cashman, the Yankees, the Knicks, the Nets, everything. Next, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. In uh, the past week, Yankee fans piped down. Why, why do you overreact? We had an amazing season. Yeah, sure, the second half it was like uh, we are just doing everything we could just to make sure we didn't blow the largest division lead in the history of the franchise. Well, we, we, we didn't. We didn't do that. So look on the bright side. You have to start looking on the bright side more often. And, and sure, you didn't win any games against the Astros, but you played games against the Astros. That's a, that's a positive. Look on the bright side. You're so negative. So negative, Yankee fans. Why are you so spoiled? It's funny. It's amazing. For a guy who at one point said, this is not about championship, 
It's about championships. <laughs> now it's not even about championship. It's about feeling good. It's about looking on the bright side, being positive. Maybe we can come up with some inspirational quotes. The sun will come out tomorrow. One of these years, we'll get them. One of them. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, let's go to Mike in Rockland. Mike, what's going on? How you doing, Gordon? Hey, Mike. So, listen, I'm not a Yankee fan. So okay. I'm going to bash from that standpoint. But I think one thing in your argument you're missing, uh-huh. and I don't agree with Cashman, is Yankee fans are a little spoiled because of the history and the amount of times they've been winning and in the playoffs. I'm a Mets fan, so I'll put it out there. Okay. So I've gone through all the stuff of not having teams make it and the frustration. I think where you focus is the things you're highlighting are accurate, but you should be pointing out, say, hey, the issue the fans have isn't that they're consistently winning. It's great. We appreciate it. But what are you doing to hit the next level? As you said, swept in the last one. They made no contest against Houston. They, they squeaked in. Met fan, we made it. I was disappointed. But I at least know how ownership went and did things to hopefully improve. You just, you're not seeing that from the Yankees for the last five, six years, right? You feel like the team has been relatively stagnant, consistent, just making it in and kind of shorting it just every time. So that you're kind of making it sound like that's not really the issue. You're saying, well, we, we're upset with everything about the organization. No, no, consistency is good, but what are you doing to hit that final hurdle you're missing in your conversation, it feels like? Yeah, and look, the first year, you know, 2017, Mike, there was nothing but compliments and praise for Brian Cashman for being able to turn things around, for rightly reading where they were in 2016 when they had the sell-off and then rebuilding things on the fly like they did with young talent and getting to within a game of the World Series. But if you went back and asked Brian Cashman in 2017, if we get to 2023 and the Yankees have not won a World Series or even been to a World Series in that span, would that be considered success? And he would have told you, of course not. So uh, for his, it seems like he's moving the goalposts an awful lot by saying and criticizing Yankee fans for being upset with the way the season ended. And, and, and you know, the so, thing that he pointed to about not, uh, it wasn't like we lost in the first round. You barely made it through the first round. You weren't far off from losing in the first round. Right, but I think your issue is there is being a long-suffering Met fan and dealing with the ownership we did. The ownership moved the goalposts for the Yankees. You're used to the old ownership, even though I know it has the same name. I don't think the goal was the same from the ownership. Well, you, you might be right, dollars. but it, it, it's not like, you know, for the criticisms that you have of, of Hal, uh, it's not like Hal has now all of a sudden said, you know, we're not going to spend – they still have the second or third highest payroll in the sport. The problem is not the, the resources. It's how the resources are being spent. I mean, they're still Can spending $250 million on a payroll. The uh, Mets' issues yeah. was Can that they were be? never spending nearly enough and they were not operating like a, a major market team. Can it be that New York is a distraction for both teams? for the types of players they bring in? Because the Mets are going to be having the same challenge potentially here. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, is it, it a distraction for Aaron Hicks? Is it a distraction for, uh, you know, they bring in a lot, you know, is it a, is it a distraction for, for Josh Donaldson? I don't think so. I think it's, no, I don't no, think I they, the they filled the roster with good players. Say again? I mean, the players in those other locations, right? Houston, well, look, Houston's a really nice city, but it's not New York. Yeah, I think I mean? that's all. I think I think that uh, no offense, Mike. I think that's all crap. I think that's all excuse making, and and you know, uh, it wasn't a distract. You know, how would it not been more of a distraction in the in the late '90s and the early you know 2000s when 
they were winning. What was the difference? Was it, uh, was it more distractions then than now, or was it just they had better players and put together a better team? Maybe just better quality. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it comes down we to. Pay, we pay, you pay more now for less quality. I think we all look back fondly and say that with multiple teams. Yeah, but I mean, and thanks for the phone call, Mike. It's it's not it's not that you're spending more. I mean, the the Josh Donaldson and IKF move at the time, everybody looked at it and said this is that's not a good move. Why why did they make that move? And that was again, they went into the offseason last offseason talking about getting younger and more athletic, and then they went out and got 37 year old Josh Donaldson because he had an edge. The Twins must have been ecstatic when they said, "Oh yeah, we'll take him off your hands." And. For all the pra- and, and, and look, and there was a lot of praise this offseason for the Yankees and for Brian. Well, you know, they got Judge back. Okay, great. They went out and got Rodone. Okay, uh, uh, we'll see. But they did not fix or even attempt to address their major issue, which is, cont- I, I mean, I've been at this station now for six years, so it kind of matches the things, uh, the, the runs of the Yankees. The, the, the problem every single year is the offense in the postseason. They don't score any runs. And we've been waiting for, for six years for them to fix it. <laughs> And they didn't even really attempt to fix it this year. The third baseman is still going to be the third baseman. IKF is still here. I would hope that Peraza is going to get a shot to be the the opening day shortstop. God, I mean, I hope so. Uh, Aaron Hicks is still going to be in the mix in left field. They didn't do anything. And that was their biggest issue. As as nice as it is to add another hopefully ace starting pitcher, that really wasn't their issue last year pitching. Their issue has been the offense, scoring runs in the postseason. They have not been able to do that effectively, and it's been a problem every single year. Uh, let's go to Jose is in the, uh, the Bronx, or in Brooklyn. Excuse me, Jose, up, uh, up next on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, 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 good evening, Gordon. How's it going? I'm good, Jose. What's going on, man? What do you got? I'm doing good, and I thank you so much for bringing this topic up because I felt like this was kind of understated and underplayed and not really covered that much. Um, I know the Michael K. show brought it up, but they took it as into trying to change the mandate. And the issue that I have is kind of what you brought up. They haven't really – They I I felt like they made improvements in the rotation, but as as far as – um, finding like a replacement for Donaldson or Hicks, it's it's kind of just fell on deaf ears, and it's bad enough because as a Yankee fan, we 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 kind of see the new George Steinbrenner in, in in Queens right now doing everything that they're doing to spend spend the money and go over the threshold, while it looks like the Steinbrenners are kind of pretty much became the owners that. George used to hate, which were people that were just pocketing the money and doing the very minimum to make a profit or get in the playoffs. And this is just, you know, not acceptable as a Yankee fan for, for a person that's been, you know, watching throughout all these years. Well, I, and Jose, thanks for the phone call. Look, they're not, they're not all of a sudden pinching, uh, pinning, uh, pinching pennies or, or whatnot. I mean, they're still spending a lot of money, but at the end of the day, they're not spending it effectively. I mean, you, you should be able... I don't know if they have the second highest payroll, the third highest payroll. Let's say it's top three. That should be enough to to finally get you past the Houston Astros one of these years. Uh, and it seems like they're getting further away. You know, last year after they got knocked out, it just seems like there's a a um, um, it, their view of the situation is not a good read of the situation. They're not really viewing the situation as it is. Last offseason when they got knocked out, remember Aaron Boone said, well, you know, the other teams have closed the gap. No, they haven't closed the gap. 
they've gone past you like you were standing on the side of the highway. And, and you're just standing them as they, as they go by. They just, they just go right by you. They didn't close the gap. It wasn't like you were up on the pedestal and all of a sudden everybody else caught up. And I'd almost be able to accept the idea, oh, you know what? The, the postseason is such a crapshoot. It's not like the Yankees are winning the division year in and year out. They've won the division twice in a, like a decade. Again, it, it, it's not that this idea of Steve Cohen has now become uh, George Steinbrenner and the Yankees uh, are, 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 you know, cutting back on paper. No, they're spending more than enough. The problem is if, they, if they've made bad moves. Last year was a really bad year of the moves that Brian Cashman made. I'm not to tell you they're all terrible, but a lot of them were. And, and the big one, the big splash last offseason of the Donaldson and IKF move they try to tell you all season long it almost it, it's just that their judgment to me has to be kind of taken into into a uh, question a little bit because the way they're reading the situation and what the situation actually is does not match up again IKF perfect example all year they tell, oh no he's he's one of the our metrics are telling you he's he's one of the top shortstops when if you watch the games you know that wasn't true Donaldson, oh, he's gold glove third baseman. Uh, okay, well, he was good. I mean, he was good defensively. I'm not going to tell you he was bad. But uh, the, the offset of the offense, he was terrible. He was a below average offensive third baseman. But they, it, it, what, who are you going to believe? Us or your lying eyes? It just seems like the judgment uh, is certainly um, has to be put into question. And, and look, you can criticize. The thing I would criticize Hal for is not what he's spending. He's spending more than enough. The problem is he's leaving it up to a guy who has not spent the money effectively here the last couple of years. There's, I mean, there's no other way to go about it. And the idea that now they're going to tell you, well, then come out and say it. We're not about winning championships. We're just looking, we're satisfied making the playoffs every single year. We're like every other team pretty much. We just want to have a nice run. I'm sorry, a hell of a run is not a, a term that the Yankees are going to get to use very often. 2017, that was a hell of a run. To get to within a game of the World Series with a young team after tearing it down the year before, that was a hell of a run. Nobody, they, they, look, maybe if there were some Yankee fans that were upset about losing the way they did, but most Yankee fans felt like, you know what, we've turned this around, we've rebuilt on the fly, good job, and the future is bright. And that has been the, the peak uh, of this run since then. We didn't think it was the peak. We thought it was a, the turning of a new page and the start of a new I don't know, dynasty is the right word, but a new, um, a new day and a championship run. The championship run, that was as close as it got back in 2017. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Somebody said there before about uh, moving the goalposts. This is not the first time. I mean, all teams do this, but moving the goalposts is, are always excuses. Now, maybe the, the listening audience is not old enough to uh, remember the 80s for the Yankees, but you know uh, the, the 80s started. 80, they lost in the ALCS uh, to the Royals. They got swept there. Um, that was the year that Dick Hauser was the manager, and he got fired. Uh, and then 81, they lost uh, the World Series to the Dodgers. Uh, and then they, 
there's this perception that the 80s were like the Yankees were terrible every single no they they were they were a good team but they finished second place a lot of times and then by the end of the 80s that's when the the collapse kind of happened the early 90s uh, and and back then the moving of the goalpost by George Steinbrenner was well you know the Yankees we won more games than anybody else in the 80s well who cares doesn't matter if you win games <laughs> and it didn't it didn't fly then and it doesn't fly now. So moving the goalposts are always excuses. It's pretty clear. And Brian Cashman knows this. I mean, he's been in the Yankee organization for, what, 30 years probably? I think he's been the GM for over 25 years. He, he knows. So the idea that we had a hell of a run, that, that is not true. That is, the Yankees don't get the benefit of, hey, we, we beat the Guardians, and then we got into the, uh, the, the second round of the playoffs and got absolutely dismantled by a team that we've been trying to beat for the last five years and have uh, and are getting further away in the process, right? Each time you go up against the Astros, it's worse and worse. It was seven games, then it was six games, and then this time you won zero games against them. Uh, all right, let's go back uh, to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We've got to John is in Jersey. John, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? Hey, uh, I'm a big fan, Yankee fan too, but, you know, you got to remember when – Torres is playing short. Everybody was crying that he couldn't make a play at shortstop. Okay. So they went out and got a guy that they felt could field. He, he wasn't the greatest hitter, but they wanted to shore up that position. Okay. The, the other thing, the, the Yankee, were you a guy that wanted Carlos Correa? Uh, not when I knew he was hurt, no. <laughs> okay, besides that, we don't know he was hurt, but did you? Well, I mean, he has something like going Carlos on with Correa? his physical, clearly. He's so, there's some sort of injury there. So no, no, I understand not... that, but that's not the, that's not the well, point when, of the question. The I will say this. Question... When, um, when he signed the original deal with the Twins, uh, the, the, you know, basically the one-year deal, I think the Yankees should have been in on that. This past offseason, no, I did not want them to sign him. Okay, so, so you wanted him last year. Yeah. The, well, when I saw that he could, of, you could get him for a one-year, essentially a one-year deal. Yeah, I, I understand. But even even at the one year, just listen to. Give me one second. Okay. The Astros get rid of uh, Springer and Carlos Correa, and mm-hmm. then won the World Series. They put a guy in Jeremy Pena. He was a walk-on at at, my, uh, at University of Maine because my son was going to go there as a preferred walk-on, but he wanted to go for something short. The guy hit exactly what Oswaldo Cabrera hit. If you extrapolate the at bats out, he had twenty-four homers, and 22 homers, and Cabrera had six homers with less at-bats. They had uh, – Pena had a 7.15, and Cabrera had a 7.40 OPS. And then one uh, – Pena hit 2.53, and uh, Cabrera okay. had 2.47. So, so what's the point? If you at-bats out, my point is they, the Yankees have to start playing the younger players and stop looking for Carlos Correa. So the Astros gave up Carlos Correa and won the World Series. So yeah, okay. have got to stop with this. So John, nobody's saying that they don't have to pl- start playing younger players. I said I want to see Peraza at shortstop this year. I, I want to see Cabrera in left field over over Aaron Hicks. It's not a question of playing exactly. some young players, but the roster but, construction by Brian Cashman that, has not been good. But you, you're a guy that wanted Correa. Yeah, well, I want them to go out and sign free agents, Korea. yes. I, 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 it wasn't like I was banging on the table saying we, we have to get the only way to win is Carlos Correa. But, yes, I want the Yankees to be on, uh, in on the premier talent. The premier talent I wanted them no. to get this past year was, uh, was Juan Soto. That was a guy that they should have moved heaven and earth to go get. They did not go get him. No, we have to, we have to start playing the younger guys. Okay, and bring them all right, up well, look, that, you can be. Yeah, you, play if, some if you young players. Fan, no, of course. If you were an Astros fan, 
one second. If you were an Astros fan and they said, oh, they're getting rid of Carlos Correa, we're going to put this guy Pena in there, and we're going to win the no, World No, that's not true. Because the Astros have shown you that they know the business of baseball pretty well. You can kind of trust their judgment because they've been successful. Well, that's what the Yankees are trying to do right now. Okay, but they've not been successful. Bring, they've not been successful. But they're, they're trying – look, look, they're okay, trying to do okay, that. Okay, well, what about they're a third base? Team. John, they went into this offseason no, knowing that Donaldson third base is an issue with Donaldson. Did they move him? Did they, they improve they, the offense in any way, John? No, they didn't. Okay. But they did get addition by subtraction by getting rid of Sanchez. That guy, he was a catcher. You don't need a catcher <sighs> I, I, like that. That, that was not addition by subtraction. Catcher. That was that was subtraction by subtraction because you brought on Donaldson. Well, it was terrible. Well, they should have traded Sanchez to them and just said, give us IKF and kept um, Yeah, but they weren't going to do that. At third. Right. They, 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 they absolutely should have done that. that. Who they did were, that? They, that was, that was Brian Cashman. Was in, Minnesota was in love with uh, Sanchez. No, they and he, he turned Nobody up was in love with Sanchez. Get out. John, I appreciate the phone call, I'm and I like you. the they... points that you're making, but, uh, you know, uh, yes, of course, you have to get younger. The, the, the Yankees are getting old before our eyes. But, I, I mean, how can anybody look at the roster construction that they put together here the last couple of years and be like, oh, well, everything's perfect. We just have to take their word for it. And, again, we lost to the Ashton. Big deal. No big deal. You can twist it and spin it any way you want. Yes, the, the Astros have been better at the, the business of baseball than the Yankees. But to hear the Yankees tell you, oh, it's just, it's, we had a hell of a run. Exact words, we had a hell of a run. Javier is in the Bronx. Javier, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, uh, how you doing, Gordon? Good to, hear, uh, good to talk to you. I don't know who you produce as, man, but she's great. Uh, she's, she's awesome. Uh, she um, is awesome. Chantel's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, she's awesome, man. Uh, this is what it is. It may not be the only reason. It may not be the only reason, but I think it's a factor in what's going on right now. Uh, first of all, can you imagine Cashman saying a statement like that? If the old man was still alive, he would have been fired like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, something. yeah I don't think minutes. that would have flown. Yeah. Oh, look, and, and you know what? I'm not, I'm not a big revisionist. I'll let you make your point, Javier. I'm not a big revisionist guy that, like, oh, if George were alive. Trust me, I was, I was around. I watched the Yankees when George was the owner, and there were a lot of years where he was a, a disaster with the mo- firing, ma- the constant change, firing managers, pitching coaches, hitting coaches, GMs, trades for guys that are over the hill, trading away young players for old players. So it was not some panacea back then either. But there does have to be a little – now it feels like the Yankees have gone in completely the other direction where they're never putting all the chips in the center of the table. You know, there was a time – I don't know, a lot of people don't remember, that there was a time that George Brenner wasn't even allowed to go into his own stadium. Right, he was suspended. That's kind of when they, they, they got things turned around. Yeah. It wasn't all oh, sunshine and rainbows. No. But, and so when they, he got suspended, that, Yankee that, fans, that was, true Yankee fans, celebrated. But there were years that you know there were there were lean years. Those were the lean years. He he, he, he was he's considered the boss now. That's his, but there was years that they were lean. But this is my point, right? A lot of people don't remember those years. But this is my point. It may not be the only factor, but I know it's a factor. I don't know if you're gonna agree with me. I, I think I agree with you 100 percent, and this is one of the reasons why I agree with you. His son, how he looks like a very nice guy, he looks like a very superior intelligence. But I understand this, Gordon. He was born on third base. When you are born on third base, you don't got the same fire in the belly as the guy who put you on first base. It's just not, it's just not the way it goes. So 
has when the son is how is he's okay like you say hey we won the pennant uh we we went to the we, you know we we were you know we did a little you know we, we were four games away from going to the world series has a when the father was running the show his father would have been like that's not good enough everyone gets fired you go you go you go too and you go because you know him everyone goes and it's just he just looks like a nice guy is a little bit more laid back very, very few um for example the like the, the the Vanderbilts right the guy who's whoever the Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is now does I, I doubt he has the same fire in, in the belly that Cornelius did right the guy who put them on the map it's just not it's just the way it is it's just the way it is so I agree with you that from here on in I, I remember the Yankees were like this mark of excellence and I don't think that goal I think they're just a regular team that's going to go to the playoffs and they're just going to be a good team and they're going to be um they've, they've become conformist that that's that's who they are now and I think it has to be with the generation you know the generation that comes after the father did they just when you're born on third base it's not it's not the same and I don't want to hear the argument or you know or they they also spend they, they they have the third highest salary. It's like if you go there and have eight kids, right? And I have eight kids, but I'm I'm public assistant, and you're worth five million dollars. We both have eight kids. Yeah. But you could afford to have eight kids. Right. I can't. Yeah. You know All right, Javier. I think I think we're getting off track here. I'm not sure about the eight kids analogy. I, th- I appreciate the phone call, and anytime we can get a little Cornelius Vanderbilt into the mix, I appreciate it. Um, uh, look, here's the deal. You can criticize how for this or that, and, and and it seems like everybody feels very comfortable within the organization, right? Um, even though there's disappointment year after year, the manager stays, even though the previous manager got you to within a, a game of the World Series, but he had to go for some reason. Uh, the, the manager's good. The GM's good. Everything's good. The only, the only problem is the results are not good. And, and the results, the, when you're the owner – uh, I don't know if he has the fire in the belly of George or, or not. Uh, I, 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 I could definitely see a scenario where it's not the same because that's the, what the results have told you so far. But at the end of the day, it's the people that are making the decisions. And there's no question, you know, I saw the New York Post had a headline, all the focus is on Aaron Boone this year. That was that Post Plus. I don't have a subscription to that. So I, I don't know what the story said, but... I read the headline, and I disagree with the headline. It's wrong. No, the, the focus should be on Brian Cashman because he's picked the players. He's picked the match. He's done everything. It is his organization, and his organization has not reached the goal if the goal is to win the World Series. And the fact that there have been no changes tells me that they're meeting the goal. And the goal is get into the playoffs, have a good team, sell out the building, and away you go. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. More of your phone calls next. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.